Are you exhausted from a long day swinging around the city by webs from your wrists, defeating crime, and having redheads fall in love with you? Johnny, I am. What can I do? You should definitely check out the Handlebars Happy Hour seven days a week from 2 to 6, where you can get money off of craft beer, wine, get some delicious food. You can swing directly into their patio where they will serve you. That's right, my friend. That's the Handlebar. You guys, it's located at 2070 East 20th Street. Like Johnny said, they have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. Your friendly neighborhood beer bar. The handlebar. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast based in Chico, California. I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Welcome to the show, Dizzle for Shizzle. I love that. What a great, what a great way to say that. This week on the show, we have a review of Spider-Man: No Way Home. It is the latest installment into the Tom Holland-focused version of Spider-Man that's been happening since the uh, late 2010s, uh, starring your favorite neighborhood web slinger. That's right. We have beer this beers this week from San Diego-based brewery belching beaver the first is a 6.2 percent oak aged czech pilsner and the second is a horchata inspired stout clocking in at nine percent abv if you're listening on kzfr 90.1 fm you unfortunately won't be hearing our episode in its entirety you're only going to get the first beer review and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of Spider-Man. Okay, don't be such a downer. They can, they can if they want to hear the full conversation. You just got to go. It's got we got spoilers. We got a review of our second beer. Uh, obviously, the fan favorite, Hot and Bothered. Uh, if you want to hear that or more than 200 other episodes of this here show, head to any of the following places: MySpace, Spotify, sure. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We drop new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. sharp. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating and or review wherever you're listening. It helps other people find the magic that is us. That's exactly right. We are on Instagram. You can find all of our sexy beer photos there. We're on Letterboxd if you want to read what we think about movies. We're on Untapped uh, if you want to see what we thought about our beers or our, our ratings of the beers. Uh, you can find us at Fresh Hop Cinema on all those places or just go to freshhopcinema.com. Yeah, if you want to send us an email, we can do that too. We accept digital envelopes crypto fhccast at gmail.com yeah you can maybe tell them about patreon let's talk about patreon for a minute let's do it that was a good let's maybe we tease them with what we just recorded Ooh, that was fun that was fun what did we just record we did a combination we were we haven't done one of these in person in a while and this is at least where my inspiration came from we had the option of doing uh ranking all the spider-man movies or an, a bonus beer review and we said fuck it <laughs> we're gonna do both yeah Normally, don't swear this early on. That's not going to make the radio cut, so it's fine. You're just going to have to bleep yourself. Yeah, I don't even have to. This whole section gets cut because it's against the radio regulations. So this is just podcast listeners hearing this. We can it. swear in the Patreon part. You never told only me this, dirt, but you have to cut it off right after Patreon. Yeah, so I just didn't want to. You know why I tempt you? <laughs> You're worried I would just go crazy. The point is, on Anyways. Patreon, yeah, you can support us for for a dollar an episode, or three, or five, or ten, or twenty, whatever you want to do, and we give you stuff like access to those bonus episodes that we just talked about. We have bar hangs, we have get-togethers of all sorts. We do virtual movie nights and uh, get first run at merch and all sorts of fun stuff. So I think it's worthwhile to check out. So do it. Patreon.com/slash/RedHopCinema. Do it. We'd love you way more. Shall we get into beers for the week, sir, with all of that housekeeping out of the way? Let's do it. The first beer is the Oak Check Pilsner from Belching Beaver. Again, they're out of San Diego. This is a 6.2% Czech Pilsner. It clocks in at 50 IBUs. Did I say 6.2%? I you did. did. All right. From their website, our brewers feel the need to go old felt the need to go old school with this Czech style Pilsner. 
They brewed up an amazing Czech pills, and after aging in our shiny stainless steel tanks, we transferred it into one of our foders, which is a large oak barrel, to age some more. The wooden barrel gives this Pilsner a crisp, dry finish and a more rustic, old-world flavor. We're excited to offer you a little taste of Prague and something to refresh on a hot summer day. Once again, Oak Czech Pilsner. Which is great in uh, the the early throes of January. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're in the dog days of, right, of, of winter, tanning. I guess. Um, also, I'd like to point out that you've provided our glassware today, which is funny because we just talked about uh, at some length in our last episode how you drink out of mason jars almost exclusively when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I almost never do. And in my brain, it was like, the jars are so big and unwieldy that I'll, I'll spill it. And I just drank my first taste of this, and it was quite satisfying. I feel like nice. you can see the way I'm holding this. Like, yeah, a, it's a canister of liquid, right? Because it's, it's it's not the full size mason jar. Right. They have oh, sixteen yeah, right. ounce, but those it's like a tiny a little, 12, little eight ounce. Eight ounce, yeah. They're perfect for splitting sixteen ounce cans. Um, this is good. Yeah, it's nice. It's really mellow. It's a lot less carbonated than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Which is about nice. done with carbonation at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen to our bonus episode yeah. for that, but. Uh, it's really mellow and soft, and I like the simplicity of it. It's like they said; it's very rustic. It's very to the point. There's no bells, no whistles. Just really clean, well crafted, simple, but yet not simply made beer. Yeah, this surprises me. It's from Belching Beaver. They don't typically, in my brain, I think of I don't think of them as a, a subtle brewery. Like a lot of their stuff in, in my brain is like like their peanut butter um, milk stout mm-hmm. or the Phantom Bride IPA that we've covered a couple times. They're all very audacious sort of loud beers. Mm-hmm. And this is very much muted and very more. Um, it's understated. Very much so. Yeah. For their catalog. For totally. Sure. I also like a Czech Pilsner. I think the the spicy sort of, yeah, like spice notes that you get from that as opposed to like an American Pilsner mm-hmm. really works for me depending on the day. This is more if I had to pick between like an American Pilsner and or a different or this kind. This is more suited for winter, I think. It's a little bit, a little bit hardier, I think. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. It's like Europeans; they're hardier than us. Sure, totally. Those cold winters, man. Yeah, Americans are soft. <laughs> you want Russian with it? I guess. Cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, dude, this is good. I like it a lot. I'm gonna try it again here, but um, so far so good. I think. Is there anything jumping out to you that is like blech? Uh, no, no blech. It is. It's crisp. It's got a nice malt profile. It's very easy drinking. I would like more carbonation out of it. It doesn't, I think it would add a little bit of crispness and enhance the mouthfeel. But that's just a nitpick because it is a solid beer. I'm going to pick a nit as well. I think it's a little bit too sweet. It is on the sweet side. Yeah. I didn't notice that at first, but because it settles in sort of on the back end, because at first it is sort of that crackery pepper sort of um, spiciness. Mm -hmm. Then it really gets, um, yeah, into the realm of, of pretty cloying sweetness towards the end, which is not my favorite thing. Yeah. Also, it's not quite as cold as it should be. So, yeah, what do you think we're at now? What, what should it be at? Like 55? This beer? No, like 35, yeah. 40? Like fridge temp? Cold. Yeah. Cold, cold. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. It's good. I yeah. like it. I mean, there's not a lot of complexity. There's just enough. But I mean, this style is is definitely more straightforward. But they nail it. I mean, it's tasty. Yeah, I think it's 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 above average for the style for sure. Um, and probably about average for my own personal preferences. Um, So I'm happy to rate it. Unless you got more stuff you want to talk about. I don't want to sell this one short by not giving it its due time. Oh, uh, no. I'm ready. Are you ready? You want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. So for me, this is a, hmm, this is like a 6-2. Yeah. Yeah. It's above average, but it's not, you know, blowing my socks off. It really does. It's flat. Like, it feels flat. I don't think it feels flat. It's really not carbon. Unless what, you just, I just poured it terribly. I don't know. It's, I mean, that's possible. Take a tiny bit more. Pour it properly. I poured it when you were, nobody can see, but I was pouring yours. So yeah, maybe. 
Maybe we have different pouring techniques. Because yeah, it was like really flat. I had to I had to lean off the mic to belch in Beaver for a second there. Um, it's not flat. Are you getting that on your second pour there? It's definitely not as carbonated as I want it to be. Fair enough, but it's not flat. No. Okay. But it's lacking sure, in okay. that department. That's why it, it falls a little bit shorter. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm no one to tell another man about his effervescent, effervescent preferences. That's really hard to say. <laughs> Preferential effervescence. Correct. That's your uh, rapper name. That's a great name. Um, I need a, There needs to be a champagne called that. Like That would be my brand, my champagne brand, if I was like a rapper. Preferential just, effervescence. Yeah, and I'm just like shooting champagne yeah. everywhere. Did I tell you I made up a rapper name one time? You're about to. Yeah. Anonymous Anemone. Anonymous anemone. Yeah, that's great. I'm a sea creature who is also anonymous. Yeah, I was always doesn't matter. But anemones isn't that a plant, or is it technically like a live life creature? Yeah, because Nemo but plants lives are in live them, right? creatures too. Yeah, but I mean like a sentient sort of. I think they are. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Well, I'm an anonymous anemone and I'm alive. It's very good. So case closed. <laughs> All right. So what's this beer for you? It's a six. Okay. Yeah, it's above average. It's good. I'd drink it again. Um, wouldn't probably be my go to pilsner. Um, but it's super, super fine. I'm going to finish what we have. Simple, solid, straightforward. Um, definitely one of the best light offerings from Belching Beer I've ever had. I, I agree with you there. Once again, you are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you get a chance to try Oak Check Pilsner or any beers from Belching Beaver, really, we do want to know what you think. So please don't hesitate to reach out. If you post a cute pic of yourself drinking it on your MySpace grams or your Twitter spheres, mm-hmm. tag us at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can also email us at fhccast at gmail.com. Or if you're enjoying the show, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Up next is a trailer for the movie of the week, Spider-Man No Way Home, with no spoilers in this coming segment, so don't worry. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. Damn everything you want while the world 
tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. If you're just joining us, you are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film, maybe on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you'd like, go ahead and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear this discussion here in its entirety. It'll be available tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on every single podcast platform that I've ever heard of. Uh, And what you just heard was, again, a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right. Following the events of Far From Home... And with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, our friendly neighborhood web-slinger is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life as Peter Parker from the high stakes of being a superhero. When Peter asks for help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Right. So this is Tom Holland again as Spider-Man. It's the third film where he's played that. This also has Zendaya as MJ. Uh, Marissa Tomei shows up again as his Aunt May. This film was directed by John Watts. Came to theaters on December 17th, uh, exclusively in theaters. As far as I know, it's not available for video on demand or anything like that legally or ethically online. Uh, and it runs two hours and 28 minutes long, which sounds just about right for something um, near a Christmas time release in the MCU these days. Mm-hmm. So it's a long, it's a long film. Yeah. What do you think? And and briefly for people that don't know, thoughts on on Tom Holland as Spider Man and and just these films in general. I love him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic Spider Man. Uh, we discussed it great great length off the air. Yeah, about how he embodies the nerdiness and like the um, awkward, uncomfortable with himself yeah. type character that Peter Parker should be, and like to stay true to the comics and that character. Mm-hmm. And I think he's amazing at both, and he looks believably young. So yeah. I think he's a great Spider Man. Okay, I dare to say he might be my favorite. I was going to say uh, one of these films in this, we'll call it a trilogy for now, it is, if I'm not mistaken, your favorite Spider-Man movie, live action Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. of all time. Yep. Cool. Okay. So you're a fan, at least of Tom Holland in this role. What did you think of, of this movie? Yeah, I am. And this one, it took a turn a little bit into the more serious. Mm-hmm. It was a bit more drama and high stakes, which in the Marvel universe is hard to come by. So it's nice to see something that actually carries a little bit of weight and has you feeling and investing more than just a casual type of of sentiment. So it was nice that that came into play, and it was just so damn entertaining. I love Spider-Man movies in general. They're just the best, and I think visually, Spider-Man is one of the best-suited superheroes for the screen. It's just so visually pleasing to watch someone fly around a city yep. by their wrist. There's no comparing it. Uh, and I really loved what they did with this movie. There was a lot going on. Uh, we'll get into that in the danger zone because the cast was immense. Uh, and that it's hard to say anything else without spoiling. But sure. it was entertaining. It had stakes. It had drama. It had heft. It felt like a grown-up Spider-Man movie, if that's that's possible. Sure. Uh, it really did uh, springboard off of Far From Home in a very nice way, and I think it fits well into the Tom Holland Spider-Verse. So I really like this movie. I was here for it. I went to see it before we even knew we were going to be covering it this week. Oh, sweet. It was super fun to just go to the movies just for giggles, like no reason other than to enjoy a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've done that in many years really yeah yeah. so it was fun it was a good experience and uh i really liked it i did too i um i i think you're 
probably hitting on something that's pretty key, which is the 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 weight of it. Yeah. Um, where I disagree with you is that I think that MCU movies basically since Infinity War have had to have that kind of weight because um, the stakes of, of the Avengers saga ending with Thanos and all that um, really ups. Like it's hard to go back to sort of Earth stuff only. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of concerned about that because this does deal with yeah, like Doctor Strange, like all that stuff that that entails. Like in the in the, if you've seen the Doctor Strange movie, like he does a lot of like it's almost like a kaleidoscope meets inception that mm-hmm. sort of affects like the world's collapsing on itself. And like that stuff can feel really goofy. And um, so I was worried about that going in and I, for the most part, don't feel that it uh, was goofy. I think it worked for the most part here. Nice. Um, I love Tom Holland also. I think he's a great Peter Parker. I think he's a great Spider-Man Two distinctions that I personally make whoever's playing. I think you got to be good at both. Um, and he's, he's very good at both. And, um, if you know, after the events of uh, Far From Home with Mysterio and all that, I think that was the natural sort of next step is to like deal with that reckoning. Like, what is it like if the whole world knows your identity? A cornerstone of superhero stuff is like secret identities. Pretty important. Um, so the idea of exploring, um, you know, like a character that had a secret identity that really cared about it and then just lost it was great. And they did that. They've done that with a lot of superheroes. Like Iron Man in the first movie was like, I'm Iron Man. And it didn't feel very tense, but Spider-Man very much ingrained in like my secret personal life that I don't want to have exposed. So I enjoyed sort of dealing with the repercussions of what that looks like. Um, and I think the way that it plays out in terms of um, how he tries to, 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 to fix that works pretty well. Um, we'll get into villains here in a little bit. I think where the movie sort of struggled for me is in like the latter half, there's a, a discussion to be had about uh, fan service versus plot service, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, people you're in my age who saw the OG Spider-Mans and have grown up with this character since we were kids, I think we'll have a hard time separating the nostalgia from cinematic appreciation. I, I, which I guess is what I'm trying to say is I don't think this is probably overall a great movie, but I really did like it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's okay. Like I, we might have some sort of obligation to be objective kind of. Yeah. So I'll say like, the movie's probably good. It's probably okay. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff, especially in this seems rare, but like in the beginning, I think is the stronger stuff. And then it sort of veers into almost nostalgia porn to some extent. Mm-hmm. And while fun to watch, I don't necessarily think that makes a good movie. Sure. But you said fan service. Totally. And we are fans. We absolutely are. And we were service. So I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a... Uh, and this is going to be obviously, yeah, a pretty tough one to talk about without spoilers because a lot of the movie does start feeling spoilery pretty early on. Very early on. Um, so maybe we don't talk too much about specific things like that, but um, what about this movie bothered you, if anything? <clears throat> well, it's kind of like what you said. There was a lot of fan service versus plot. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult when you have so much nostalgia wrapped up in something to decide if it is one hundred percent. Like, was this a good movie? How do I watch this? You know, with my critical hat on and not just geek out. You know, and and be a fanboy, and that's hard. Yes. Um. So, but that maybe is that a testament of them making a good movie to make it hard to differentiate. Like, yeah, you know, especially after watching a movie like Matrix Resurrected. Resurrections. We're resurrections. Course, I thought it was resurrected. No, whatever. it's not. But it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that had a bit of fan service in it, but it was also detrimental to me. Like, it was just... That's a really good parallel you've drawn. It was just... Yes. Blech. You know what I mean? It's like they kind of regurgitated old ideas and just tried to... Uh, 
give us fan service. And I'm, at one point in that movie, I was wondering if they were just going to replay the whole first movie. Dude. So I know there's, you know, there's a fine line between fan service and it enhancing. And in this universe that we live in of Marvel movies and mm-hmm. the, you know, um, entourage of people in every movie, I think some sort of nostalgia is inevitable in series like this. They're going to, you know, bring back characters that you wish they would from past movies. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, I don't necessarily hate the fan service. I think it's good for the franchise and it also could potentially be good to put some things to bed and really solidify Tom Holland as the the man going forward. Sure. Um, there's some, and again, we can, this, this is, it feels like a good episode to like, after we record, talk about what can and can't go on the air. But I think I'm safe in saying there are sort of mini redemption arcs that happen for characters throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe I can't say anything. I guess I won't. Okay. Um, but I think that stuff works really well. And that's fan service that is rooted in real emotional stuff and not like cheap. I'm so glad you've seen the matrix now because we covered it a couple weeks ago and you I did, was the yeah. only one that had seen mm-hmm. it. Um, and I didn't want to get into the specifics with you because at the time you hadn't seen it. Um, I'm also going to say briefly, spoilers real quick for, for Matrix Resurrections. Jump forward a minute if you haven't seen it. Um, like, yeah, some of that fan service is like just purely, and it doesn't even feel like fan service. It feels like a money grab, mm-hmm. like a way to reel in people that'll, like, there were shots, like literal shots where, um, I can't think of the actor's name, but the guy that plays Morpheus now mm-hmm. just is like quoting lines in a really like meta fanboy kind of way mm-hmm. of the OG Morpheus. And like, uh, there's just like this, this essence of sort of like forced legacy that that movie's trying to make us feel for the original matrix. Yeah. Like, and, and the most obvious is like, they've created a video game, like in the script, it's, there's a video game called the matrix, which is like the cheapest way of getting nostalgia. It's like, well, we just made it a video game in the real world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that feels cheap. And I'm so glad that in this movie, it doesn't feel that way. It feels genuine, feels like genuine fan service, which I think is less um, disingenuous right? Than, <laughs> than money grab stuff. Yeah. Yeah. During The Matrix, the new one, I was thinking to myself, how do you become derivative of your own franchise? Uh, like, uh, it's yeah. just like you're cannibalizing your own success. You are Jack Johnson is what it is. You find something that works. And then you just beat it to death. Dude likes banana pancakes. Leave Who alone. doesn't love banana pancakes? I mean, I know. I do Leave too, Jack like, alone. He's fine. But every single song, and I don't know why he came to mind. <laughs> I play a lot of his songs probably. But like a lot of bands never. do that. They find a vein. You've never heard me play Jack Johnson? Never heard you play one Jack Johnson I play song. about eight Jack Johnson songs. Not when I'm around. I don't like playing them. Not for you. Like, But people like Jack Johnson. Yeah. But you find a thing that works, and then you think, well, I'll just do more of that. And mm-hmm. then pretty soon, you're... Um, you know, any number of movies that have just turned sequels and reboots. Yeah. That's, I guess that is my one sort of qualm with all this. Like I, as much as I love the nostalgia, it's still like, I've, I just made my list of homework for 2021 movies. There's like 27 films that I haven't seen that I need to see. Mm. And most of them, if not all are original new ideas. And for me, that's always going to win over even my nostalgia. Like it's great, but we know Spider-Man, like we get it. Mm-hmm. And unless you are Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie from 2019, I don't know if you can genuinely have any real business in just reheating this kind of stuff. Yeah. We got to push it forward. When there's movies like Belfast coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've got mixed feelings, I guess. Fair enough. Well, do you want to rate it? Not yet. Not yet? No, I think there's more I want to talk about. Okay, there's what else you got? Well, 
How are we doing on time? We're good. Cool. We're golden. Um, in fact, you might make the case that I want to talk about more stuff because we are so golden. We need to keep talking about stuff. Good enough. And I do have some more stuff I want to talk about, but the issue I'm having is, is where to draw the line for spoilers and what's okay to say. So I might try to focus a little bit more on performances mm-hmm. and, and sort of wide brush strokes of, of who I like. What did you think of Zendaya in this? What do you think of her in general as sort of the MJ character? I'm a fan. Yeah. I think she plays it really well because she's got so much um, charisma and she's such a strong actress, but she also has this aloofness to her as a person and actor that she can just be so cold, but so compassionate, like in the same scene. Yeah. She's got a ton of range. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of her in general as well. Um, Sound like you said in genital. I'm in, sorry. I know in general. Stop it. Um, she's great, man. Like I think the first time I really started appreciating her performances was probably in Euphoria, mm-hmm. which is not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not even sure if it's mine, but it's a very intense show. I'm sorry, I recommended it. You're I, welcome. No, I really do like yeah. it, but it's it's heavy. It's a heavy show. Yeah. And she puts off, especially you'll see if you know if you've seen the first Tom Holland Spider Man. She's very much um, deadpan and mm-hmm. just super, like they really lean into it with that character. And so that was kind of my exposure to her at first. And then I watched Euphoria and she still has sort of that weight about her character. And it feels like the world's sort of holding her down and she can't help it. But then she gets moments of, it's like a big love story with her and another character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time I was like, oh, she, she's given the latitude to try some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and she then, does a really good job. What was the one that was in black and white? Uh, Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Man, I just watched an interview. We covered this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. That was was that this year? It must have been. It doesn't feel like this year. Nothing feels like this year. Um, I think it was twenty twenty one. Wow, uh, might have been last year. It's hard to say, but it's her and John David Washington, mm-hmm. written by Sam Levinson, actually, and directed. Who did Euphoria? Uh, which I think shows in mm-hmm. a lot of ways better for us. Um, yeah, that was a rough, good, intense movie to watch. It's it's also framed as like yeah, like one long night after an award ceremony or something. He's a film director and she's his partner, and they like it's, they just fight mm-hmm. for like an hour forty five. Yeah, like really really intense fighting. And then it kind of cools down for a minute. And there's a scene where John David Washington eats mac and cheese. Just, I love it. It's like, it's great. It it was up there with like Rooney Mara eating that pie. We need to make a top five. Like ghost story. scenes. I know. Yeah, sorry. I knew what you were saying. Because that's, I've never, that was just, that's pivotal. That's like the apex it's for the me. It's the scene. Like, it's yes. It's the scene. Yes. It's so unbelievable. In in Malcolm and Marie, he's eating mac and cheese out of frustration. Mm-hmm. He's like, just, just Angrily. like, just stabbing it with his fork and like shoving it in his face. And in, in the ghost story, it's it's much more grief driven. But yeah. Yeah. I think we should make a top five something on, on one day, um, just about like our favorite food eating scenes or like favorite meals yeah. on screen. That'd the, be great. Yeah. Like the, uh, the dinner scene from Hook. The, like the moment the fake, that Robin like the, Williams the, sees all the food, then it's because yeah. remember it sits down and they're all empty bowls. With the Lost Boys, yeah, and he doesn't have the imagination, right. and then his brain gets awoken. Because I think one of the kids flings like pudding yeah. off a spoon, and it actually hits him or something, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, food." That that said, that food looks disgusting. Oh, it was all neon colors, it's gross, like pastel, like <laughs> it looked like just bowls clay. of frosting. Um, I will die on this hill. I think the best looking thing I've ever seen in a movie, the most the tastiest looking thing, are the bugs. In Lion King mm. with Timon and Pumbaa. Wow, Those, I wouldn't have even thought of that one. It's the best looking. They look so good to me, even mm. as an adult. I've seen it in the past few years, and I'm like, "Those looks." I, it still looks good. Can't help it. It's your problem free. Uh, right. There's a scene in Pig with Nicolas Cage, which I don't think you've still seen. Not yet. With a truffle being sort of uh, put on a dish. Uh, there's actually another scene just like that in The Truffle Hunters, another one of my favorite movies that came out technically last year, but I saw it this year. Um, 
that has like a real reverence for food. I think that's an important part in a good food scene. Mm. Um, how do we get on this? Um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Mac and cheese. Zendaya is very good in the Spider-Man movie. And she's never eaten anything on screen that I recall. No, probably not. Mm. That's all right. She's got time. We, before she, we make the list. She needs to put out a movie where I she think, I think so emotionally too. eats yeah. something. We I just, like that list, though. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah, okay. We could also just watch any Brad Pitt movie, like our favorite scene, because he eats in every movie. Yeah, him and uh, a device. Him and... Oh, I think Robert Downey Jr. just did it during the Avengers movies. He mm-hmm. was like hide food around the set and like I read that. To throw people off. What a cool thing! Yeah, because that'll throw somebody. Like when he offered uh, what Captain was it? America blueberries. Blueberries. That's right. That was yeah. totally not scripted. And everybody's like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. and you could feel that. It's like, what a weirdo. Yeah, really, just added to the mystique yes. of his character. Yes. Um, Zendaya was great. I don't, I don't love the Ned character. His sort of um, feels forced. Sidekick. It it super does. Like it, it, that's sort of the one through line of of these three movies that does feel like they're trying to tick a box for a sidekick. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he needs it. Yeah, and then there's like the other friend that's just kind of adjacent that writes the book. Like I'm Spider Man's best friend. Oh, like the bully kid? No, he's not a bully. He's like just in their universe, but he's not in their inner circle. I literally have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, there's a, right. a dude that writes books. No, he wrote a book about Spider, like being Spider Man's friend or something, and he was like, he's the one that they call to try and get into MIT. This happened early on in the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. There's that kid though that like the the kid that calls him Penis Parker in the first two movies. Mm. You know who I'm talking about? His name's like um, maybe I'll look him up. Yeah. He's like the bully kid, and I could have sworn at one point he he does video blogs and he's like, oh, I think it I'm was here with Peter pretty Parker. Sure it's the same guy. I think it's that kid. Yeah. Um. I don't like that guy. That's another <laughs> terrible character. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Ned is kind of just like tertiary to a point where he's almost unnecessary. Yeah. And I think in the first movie, it's justifiable. He's in high school, friends, sure. But I, I don't think it propels the character too much in the, yeah. in the last Yeah. Because well, in the first one, he was the guy in the chair. Like, totally. Peter All, actually needed him. Although, thinking about the plot throughout this movie, he does have sort of an important role that he uh, plays and a skill that he learns that he has. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I'd, okay, I'd like to see him more developed and, and less of just sort of an auxiliary, nebulous, sort of floating thing. Nebulous? Nebulous. What an amazing thing that I missed. <laughs> um, let's rate it, shall we? All right, let's do this. For me, it is uh, like a 7.8. Yeah. I think I think for me, having now dissected it more, it's about a 7. Yeah. Um, I really, really like it. And I think it's set, separating the, the the critic part of my brain from the fan part. Yeah. Uh, it would be like a, a four versus like a nine. Yeah. Was it a great film? No. no. Was it a super sweet Spider-Man movie? You bet it yeah, was. Yeah, so I'm meeting in the middle with myself and calling it a seven. Um, and you said, I'm sorry, 7.8. 7.8. 7. 8. 7. 8. Uh, all right. I think that's pretty fair. Once again, you have been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, maybe on KZFR 90.1 FM. Spider-Man No Way Home is available in theaters right now. If you get the chance to see it and you have thoughts of your own, which you probably will, find us on social media. We're at Fresh Hop Cinema or just send us a well-worded email to fhccast at gmail.com. Or head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com, for film reviews, beer reviews, and podcast episodes going all the way back to 2016. To our KZFR listeners, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes a review of a second beer plus the unpredictable Hot and Bothered, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. And to those of you already listening to the podcast, stay tuned for spoilers for Spider-Man in the Danger Zone. 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 Okay, everybody. Welcome to the Danger Zone. This is the part of the show where we assume that everybody has either a scene the film we're talking about, or is not interested in seeing it and therefore does not care about us spoiling it, which we, sure as you were born, will do. Beginning now. I don't know what's happening. Yes, you do. 
as sure as I'm born, we're going to spoil this shit. So, so, so. Bro, there was so many Spider-Man. Fan service, right? Let's talk fan service versus plot service. Yeah. They engineered the plot in such a way that it made it necessary, if, inevitable, maybe necessary, to bring in all these other characters. Mm -hmm. Because there's a spell that Peter wants to do to make his life better by making people forget that he's Spider-Man. And then he messes it up. And then people worlds start colliding. Yeah. Yeah. All the old Spider-Man villains start getting Showing sucked up. into our universe. And all the old Spider-Mans, too. Yeah. So I guess the, it was a nice seeing the villains. I like Doc Ock. I think that was dope. Was it? Why did he look weird? I think they like really tried to de-age him. That's His face looked it. weird to me. He was probably CGI'd. Yeah. Maybe. He might have been fully. like It might have been like a face recreation. Fred Molina's pretty old now. Right. Right. Um, That was the one that looked the weirdest to me. Yeah. But it was I, nice seeing him. It was dope seeing Willem Dafoe back. Yeah. That was cool. Yes. I love that. Uh, I wasn't ever super partial to Jamie Foxx's villain character. But I hate that character. I, love, I don't know why. I love Jamie Foxx. Sure. But there's that great moment that happens with him I and can't Andrew Garfield. Hate the only black villain. Uh, I can. I know. I can. I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, I also partially because we talked about this on Patreon. Like, I don't really remember that movie. Like, I know he was like. And maybe I'm just remembering this from this movie. Like he talks about how he was a nobody and like this was his powers and he finally was seen by people. Yeah, he was actually a nice guy. I think so too. Yeah, I, just, I remember that. He was like a he was like a scientist. Was he? I think he was. An, or was uh, he a like janitor. an electricity plant or something? I don't know. Uh, I felt like he was a janitor. I think he, he might have been a janitor. He might have been. And I like, remember him like wearing glasses and he was kind of nerdy. Yeah, and like he worked in the place where Andrew Garfield and others would go, but like nobody would ever stop and pay attention to him. Maybe he was an incel, probably. Maybe. More no, than likely. Yeah. Um, so he's just bitter. Whatever. I didn't like that character much. So, But I do like Jamie Foxx also. He brings a lot uh, in terms of charisma to the screen. Yeah. I think Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock really were the best, though. Yeah. So earlier I mentioned, like, there are these sort of mini character arcs that people get resolutions. And it's basically every Spider-Man, which at this point now is, is Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. They all come back with their respective villains. Mm -hmm. And they basically get to rehab their fights mm -hmm. and do things differently. Mm -hmm. Which is a sweet idea. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield doesn't kill um, Electro. Mm -hmm. um, Tobey Maguire doesn't have to kill, or I don't think he ends up killing Sandman, but they have a better resolution this time. Like, it all sort of works out. Well, and part of the plot of this movie, too, is, remember, is that they were trying to actually fix them. Like, they were developing, oh, right. like, the like synthetic, a cure, like, or like a, like yeah. a shot. That, but, that lost me a little bit, too. Like... Well, you see, Peter Parker has a thing that Tony Stark left him that right, can like, synthesize stuff. It's just things. Like, so you don't like, have to explain it. Just like makes it's a fabricator. It can make right? cures to all the villains. So like, why weren't they fucking using that from the beginning? I don't know. Like, oh, I'm, you could just right. make a blowgun, right, and, and just like just dart somebody and like cure them of. Uh, you're not a villain. One of the most fascinating things I found you have your about, about Willem Dafoe's character, the Green Goblin. Um, uh, what's his first name? Howard Osborne. Sure. That can't be right. Sounds Norman. Close. Norman, thank you. That's a lot like Howard in my brain. <laughs> um, is is like the the commentary you could have about sort of like, you know, like the, the stresses of being a CEO and like pressures of, of that lifestyle and like mental illness. Like that stuff is very interesting. And it feels like it got boiled down in this like we got to fix him and we got to get retribution for um, what he does in the movie and, and by some reach like what we've known that character to be. And like we don't like that guy. So like – it sort of simplified a lot of these characters to me. Yeah. Which is fan service. That's fan service in a nutshell. It's like, here's the, the lowest common denominator. Throw it all at you. See what sticks. Boiled down. And that's, I don't know. It was nice. Like, there were moments that I thought were really nice. Like, I told this to you earlier. Um, 
the moment when the three Spider-Men are sort of luring all the bad guys in. They have some great conversations about like the commonalities between their worlds and their skills. And like, that's charming talk. Yeah. It's fun. And I'm a spider for goofs. It. And I can't, I don't care. It's great. Mm-hmm. I don't care to, to deconstruct it or criticize it. I just think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of that and some of it didn't work. Not the spider goose stuff, but like some of the villain stuff and those mini arcs, like it didn't all work. Yeah. Like you said, definitely kind of an oversimplification mm-hmm. and it, there was a lot to deal with in this movie too. Yeah. Cause you had so many villains, so many Spider-Men. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's basically what the entire last third of the movie turns into is like these sort of mini arcs playing out mm-hmm. like Andrew Garfield, instead of saving, um, Bryce Dallas Howard's Gwen Stacy saves MJ. And there's all these little loose ends that get tied up like that. And then the final standoff is between Tom Holland and the green goblin. And he's rage punched him and he's about to kill him. And then Toby McGuire stops him. And then those are nice moments. There were, I really liked the, the Garfield moment when he actually got to save yes. MJ. That was pretty cool. He goes, are you okay? And she's like, are, are you okay? Cause he's like tearing up. And he's like, yeah. I finally, finally saved her. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah, like he got to fix that in himself, yeah. and Zendaya's like, bro, you good? Yeah, like, I'm fine, dude. Put me down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did having all three Spider-Mans, did that work? Was there anything it was about fine. it that like, you? I, I don't know. I have a hard time sometimes with the, um, and this is sort of inevitable in Marvel films, is like the final sort of CGI battle. Mm. Which, um, of course, there was. Yeah, and th- there's a couple cool superhero moments. Like, we see the three Spider-Men, like, swinging in at the same time, and they all do their fucking cool pose, and they land. Like, that stuff's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really leaned on sort of artificial CGI, like, crane or drone shots. Like, I don't know. I had a hard time with the space and, like, really figuring out what it was supposed to feel like mm. viscerally um, or tactile, tactilely, maybe. Um, before, it was fine for the most part. Like, it's not really, like, not a lot of emotions are hanging on the... Uh, the set design in that sense. So I was okay with it. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, talk about the ending. Yeah. Peter Parker suggests to Dr. Strange to cast the spell, which will make everybody forget and then sort of prevent the ripping of this multiverse into one sort of thing. But then the thing is like, no one's going to remember you. Like and literally nobody. nobody, which I guess I didn't grasp. I thought he was saying, no one's going to remember your Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They'll still know you like your friends will still know you. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No, you're just erasing him from existence. The way they phrase it was like, every person who's ever known or loved you will forget. Yeah, it's like, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. Which I guess will work technically because like Aunt May is dead at this point. So mm-hmm. who else is there that he, like, she'd be like, who are you living in my house? Right. That wouldn't work. And his decision then is to go and like, he has a prepared speech to tell MJ and he doesn't do it, which is nice too, but also very sad. I, there was, it was very, um, yeah, it was like a very mature sort of, sad ending yeah mature heartfelt like he's yeah. doing the thing for the greater good right which is what superheroes do that's what spider-man is for sure yeah it, it makes me wonder too like if if he spider-man he yeah. has a future in the mcu oh like with the avengers dude like so, yeah because if they don't just remember him or are they going to come up with another machine right, that like, creates I don't, reversing i'm sure spell. they will like nothing's permanent and, yeah. and that's maybe ned will reverse it totally magic mage Ned yeah. who has magic powers yep. for some convenient plot reason. Like oh, I can do magic. Mage right, Ned. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm sure like, you know, I don't know what's coming out next in the MCU. Probably Dr. So Strange much in the multiverse. Uh, that there's the, the new spider verse, Thor, love and thunder, that's right, black yeah. Adam. What's black Adam. Uh, oh, I know what that is the yeah. one with the rock. I didn't know the rock was in a movie. The rocks playing black Adam. <sighs> Yeah, 
I here's what I'm worried about, and maybe not even worried about. My thing is like, there's a I, Flash movie. Is there really? Yeah, oh yeah. There's already been a Flash movie, hasn't there? No. Oh, there's been a Flash series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we know that's DC. Yep. Just to clear that up mm-hmm. before to get ahead of that one. That's true. Um, flooded with emails, you mm-hmm. know. Um, like I don't care. I don't like. I was invested in in Iron Man to Endgame, basically. Mm-hmm. Those characters, that arc, it's resolved. And it also got pretty high stakes. Yeah. And there's not really a way to to up that, I don't think, with with a brand new set of sort of characters and and, and plot points. Like, I'm just not going to be invested as much. Yeah. And Eternals tried to do that. That movie was worse than I realized it was mm-hmm. when we reviewed it. It's bad. Nice. Um. Yeah, that movie was rough. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the MCU's... I don't know. There's a little bit of who cares, but also like I'm totally here for Thor. One of my fa- one of my favorite things about Ragnarok was that it did feel like it could stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't necessarily feel like it was bogged down by everything the twenty something movies that came before it. Yeah. So I'll watch Love and Thunder for sure. And I think Taika is directing that again. Absolutely. So he that's is. super yeah, exciting. Right. Like uh, I see maybe a return to that singular story character series. I think know? I think it's just Thor. I think the only one that's ever done that successfully is, and not even the first two. Just Ragnarok mm. with YTD on the. I mean, camera. I think there's been a lot of just Spider-Man movies. I mean, what oh, other that's true. what other characters have had that many standalone movies? And I think yeah. it would be wise to get back to that. I mean, you're seeing a lot of them, like the Black Adam movie. Mm. There, there's a bunch coming out that are just about one superhero, not this this troop. They're gonna tie in though. I'm sure they all will again. They're gonna try it. It's mm-hmm. Marvel. It's mm-hmm. Disney. It's big corporate dollars. Yeah, I, I we'll watch them. You know. Maybe I didn't watch Eternals. I just don't. Did care. I? Was I the only one that did? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't watch Eternals. I don't want to. It's it's it was a tr- it was a train wreck. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's so many. Like, there's so much content, and there's so many actually good films being made yeah. about, like you said earlier, original ideas. Yeah. And, yeah. Like 2022 is going to have The Northman. I have Red <sighs> yeah. Rocket. Red Rocket's out. Yeah. It's going to hit yeah. the pageant like this oh, week, it is. dude. It is. Want to go? Absolutely. I yeah. want to go. I'm so stoked for that. I man. And then yes. um. Licorice Pizza is going to be the next movie after Red Rocket at okay, the pageant. Cool. Just FYI. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's it's early for Oscar buzz kind of stuff, but every critic I follow is like the, it's Red Rocket, Licorice Pizza, um, Drive My Car is another movie that's being talked about quite a bit. I've, I got to send you my letterbox list of movies I got to watch because uh, there's some gold that we just haven't gotten mm-hmm. that we need to see. And it's a blessing that the pageant's back open. Yeah. Because right. they had, was it Lamb? Yes. So wanted to see that. So and it was nowhere. Yep. They played it at uh, Tinseltown for like two days. I hate that shit. Yeah. Just play more movies. Granted, no one's going to go see them because people, it's just this horrible cycle. Yeah. Where's well, the next Marvel movie? They're running a business. They need 10 screens for Spider Man. Right. Totally. Well, insane. Um, all right. I feel good on this. Me too. Okay. Beer two? Beer deuce. Beer two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to open it. You have notes in front of you? I will tell the good people what we are drinking. It is a horchata-inspired imperial stout uh, from, again, Belching Beaver. This one is 9%. Clocks in at 40 IBUs. And from their website, we read. You say 9%? Yes, sir. This is more in line with what I think of with Belching Beaver. Yeah. A full-bodied, sweet, slightly roasty beer with notes of chocolate and coffee. Flavors of cinnamon and vanilla on the back end, reminiscent of the silky smooth horchata flavor that we all love. I do you like horchata? I do. It's not dairy. You should be fine. I, if I were you, I'd be going for that every day. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's actually they might put dairy in it, but it's like rice. It's rice water basically. Yeah, usually with condensed milk, it's pretty Is much it a condensed pivotal milk? ingredient. Oh really? Yeah, I've made it with like oat milk before, and it was really yeah. Good. You can, but they use uh, condensed milk to sweeten it. Okay, uh, but you do like the flavors. Oh yeah. Also respects your game just now. Johnny just uh drank, uh sorry drank, uh swallowed his uh, lactose pills. Yeah. His his anti lactose pills for my like two sips of this that I'm right. Take. I, really, you have to take those for that. Really, that's wow. It's amazing because, I mean, proportionally, that amount of beer is nothing compared to your body, but that can wreck you. Yeah. Incredible. I have – there's a, there's a weakness in my armor. Yeah. <laughs> the flaw in my persona. Did you – I'm sorry. Did you try the beer just now? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you think of this so far in your first taste? I haven't tried it yet. It's not as sweet as you th- think it's going to be, which is nice because so many beers in this style can just get bogged down relying on cloying, just overbearing sweetness. Yep. I get a lot of cinnamon. I get the roastiness. I get the bitter chocolate, not like a milk chocolate. Yeah, I do too. And a little bit of coffee. Uh, I like it. The vanilla is present, but it's not overpowering or mm-hmm. oversweetening. Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, for reading it and then tasting it, I would have. I was expecting something completely over the top. And this, this beer is way more mellow than the label reads. Yeah, maybe I have a misconception about Belching Beaver because this is also more restrained than I thought. When I smelled it and we opened it up, I was like, yeah, okay, this is more Belching Beaver. Like, it's very audacious and loud, and I think I said those two words earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is more subtle than that. I think cinnamon's for sure the main player here. Yeah. Um, and it's also not terribly syrupy or thick, which mm-hmm. I think is probably nice. 9%'s not nothing, but it's not like a 13 where I'm going to call this thing too thin for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's about right. Um, the bitter chocolate part I don't like. I definitely taste it. Do not like that part. Oh, I like that. It's a nice counterpoint if you're going for something a little more subtle and less mm-hmm. um, one-dimensional than just like a Hershey's chocolate bar. Yeah, this is the the like one step up from just a regular stout, like a stout-flavored stout. Okay. This is the in-between that and pastry stouts. This is just kicked yeah. up like two yes. notches. What's, what are your thoughts on Westbrook's? Um, no, that's not what I want to ask. I want to ask- um, Mexican chocolate cake? No, Big Bad Baptista, which is from- There's so the, many versions that? of that. Uh, Epic. Epic, thank you. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a Mexican hot chocolate stout if you've never had it. There's one that is that. There's so many different versions of that now. Well, so there's Big Bad Baptist. Mm-hmm. There's Baptista, which I think is the distinction for oh, it being the Mexican hot chocolate. that one's specifically yeah. a thing. That yeah. beer's great. It's great. And, and I think it's the only beer I've had, with maybe the exception of that Westbrook beer, um, that really does a good job with cinnamon. Mm. Cinnamon's hard to do. It's also hard not to overdo. Like, I find that you either, most of the time, just don't have enough cinnamon. It advertises like a holiday stout with like nutmeg and cinnamon and vanilla, and there's never cinnamon. There's always too much vanilla, yeah. and it's always too sweet. And this is one of the few times like the cinnamon balance is just right. No, it's nice. This I like good. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it could have been just fine without lactose. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't add an element of massive like creaminess. Usually if you have a beer with lactose, you want that to be super smooth, creamy mouthfeel yep. and it doesn't have that. So I'm wondering why would they even bother if they're not going to put in enough to make it really smooth and rich and creamy. I'm really interested in the idea of trying beers side by side. I wish breweries would do this more often. Like here's, um, Oh, you know, I guess Sierra Nevada has done this a little bit. Like here's the, here's a version of this beer and here's another version without a thing or with an extra thing. Mm-hmm. That's always fun to compare and contrast sort of what is benefiting a beer and what's hurting it. Totally. Um, and I would love to try this without the lactose just to see. I think it would be better. 
not just personally. I think it would be better. But also definitely personally. For sure personally. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure what it's adding. It's one of those things where like maybe it is sort of the reason this beer is being held together. Maybe they tried it without lactose and they're like, no, we need it. Hmm. I don't know. It's but I'd, I'd like to try both, but I can't. So forget it. Yeah. It's nice though for what it is. It's really, it's more subtle. Definitely more subtle than the can reads. For sure. I think if you're in the market for something that's a really like mid-tier Mm-hmm. sweetness level mm-hmm. like pastry style stout this is nice for sure yeah i think the the distinction there is important like it, it's it's not sweet if you know you're drinking a sweet stout mm-hmm. but if you were like expecting something not sweet this is very sweet yeah uh spikes mm, no these were a gift from an employee oh, at okay, belching beaver cool. oh that's okay awesome um is this one available because i'm you mentioned the other one uh on uh nope on our on our patreon Yes. That's not even the same brewery. I'm so sorry. Yep. First brain fart of the day. I think that's a pretty good that's number fine. so far. It's fine. Um, yeah, this okay. is commercially available. So we've had no. beers given to us for Patreon and the show this week. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy thing to mix up. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we get it in town? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty sure it's just around wherever. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, Belching Beaver gets a pretty wide distro net, I oh, think, yeah. uh, especially all the way from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. No, it's solid. This is a good beer for the weather. I think, yeah. yeah. And if you're not into pastry stouts, this could scratch that itch without giving you diabetes. Yeah. That's, I noticed the, the nutrition facts are not on this can. No. It was on that no, other beer we did. Um, yeah, man. I I think it's good. The coffee is probably the least um, aggressive player in this for me. Yeah. You have to like bitter chocolate too. Like it's definitely sure. like a dark baking chocolate vibe. And I, I dig that. Yeah. You want to give it out of 10? Yeah. It's solid. It's above average. It's like a seven, five. Yeah, I'm flirting between a seven and an eight right now. Um, Me too. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. I just I don't uh, dice my onions quite so thinly. You don't. That's just a, not a phrase I've ever said before. Fits <laughs> <laughs> no. you know, Well, good you beer know, makes you think of onions. I mean, don't cry, but you yeah, could yeah. always just because you made a rule doesn't mean you have to stick oh. with it. Okay, um, seven. Yeah, seven. It's good. It's really good. Uh, it's not great. There you go. I think that's fine. I will drink more of it. Fair enough. That's Horchata Imperial Stout. It's a 7.5 for me and a 7 from Young Maxwell. To bed with you, Belching Beaver. You want to go to Hot and Bothered? Let's do it. Hot and Welcome to Hot and Bothered. It's a section of the show where we talk about our lives and what's going on and what's got us really excited or kind of bummed out. And we dub that hot and or bothered. Yeah. So here we are. It's a, it's a Tuesday. It's the it 4th is. of January. Thank God the holidays are over. It was a long, a long holiday season this time, wasn't it? Yeah. What did you, have we caught up about this? I don't know that we have. No. What did you guys do? Nothing. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. The last two months have been shrouded with dealing with a sick cat. Yeah. So we didn't do oh. anything. We just spent as much time as we could with him. Should we give an on record shout out to Dine? Yeah. Why not? We'll do it. <laughs> Let's, I get, here it is. Einstein passed away this week. He was put down. Yeah. It was his time. Yeah. And I would like to know. His best quality is a cat. Oh, he was just so sweet. Now, he was empathy. Sure. He was empathy. Yeah. He would always just crawl up on Shalina whenever she was sad, and it was the most precious. He was just a little living comfort blanket. Cats are strange because sometimes I think they are dumb, and then I realize they are not dumb. Yeah. They they're are just so smart. They just don't give just, a shit about no, you. at all unless they realize you need it, and then they're like, all yeah. right, I got you. Yeah. So that really put a shadow on the holidays. We didn't sure. do anything for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or obviously New Year's because he was, that was to day, rest yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. So still fresh. It was just last Friday. So we've been dealing with that. Um, but yeah, that's 
ended up taking a week off here and there on the podcast because we we're just dealing with stuff sure, like that. Sure. So um, that's pretty fair to say that had me bothered. That's fair. But <laughs> uh, that's yes. been rough. And yeah. then I don't know whether it's a hot or bothered, but uh, I'm not drinking this month. It's a hot. It's a hot. It's a hot. Okay. Max yes. decided. It's, it's a, a hot. hot. So yeah, I'm doing dry January. Uh, me and friend of the show and myself. And patron. And patron, uh, Brian McAllister. We decided to do sober January. Yeah. So Max can attest, I have been good. I've had maybe <laughs> a total of two ounces of beer. And about 12 ounces of non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, I'm sipping a Heineken 0. 0.0. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just it's time to clean out. I mean, so much of my professional and personal life is wrapped up in alcohol. Yep. Uh, you know, it's what we do to socialize. It's what we do to unwind. It's what we do to have things to talk about. So uh, it's good to take a step back from that and, you know, get back to what you do for fun, who you are as a person without alcohol. Sure. It's just it's always good to have a different perspective. So that's what I'm doing. This I'm only month. I'm only asking this question so that I can set it up for my second question. OK. Do you think you're going to make it the whole month? 100 percent. OK. Can we figure out a bet in case you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and Brian were actually talking about this. Like, there has to be consequences. Absolutely. And I is. said, if he fucks up, he has to come and clean my house. Oh, my God. That's like, that's not a fun punish. That's like, you're like, I'm going to watch That's him. smart. That's a good move. That's like, makes you really, n- I was going to be like, something dumb. Um, but I want a separate <laughs> bet with you. And I've got nothing at stake here. So I just want to be a part of it, I guess. Well, what's the, what are the odds? Cause oh. we have, we record this podcast and I do have to taste beer and that was, that's part- fine. You're fine. Yeah. Then. That was a stipulation. I'm like for work or for the podcast, right. I'm going to taste beer. But I, like, I think it's an integrity judgment thing. Like, you know, yeah. if you're drinking, like I didn't just pound a whole 16 ounce can of beer cause right. we were recording the podcast. I, I get a pass. I did that a couple of years ago when I was doing dry January towards the end of the month. I was like, I'm just gonna, I gotta do it. I didn't have to do it. I was like, I don't have it in me. I'm just going to drink this. Yeah. Have a little bit more. Uh, and it happens, but I propose, um, as long as you're staying true to what you consider not drinking, if you don't make it to the end of the month, I'm going to pull up the list. I'm going to pull up Johnny's future broken promises <laughs> and I'm going to pick two movies you'll have to watch and review. Do you accept these terms? How many? Two. Well, that's easy. Okay. Those two movies are La La Land and Arrival. I you have to you. watch them both again and give them a fair shake. See, now you're just helping me. You, I, I think that is kind of the goal. Yeah. Now you're just helping me not drink because what was going to happen if, if you didn't do it for Brian? I don't know. He hadn't come back to me with anything yet. We okay. got to talk about steaks more. Okay. It might just be both of either way. Like if I fuck up, he, mm-hmm. I have to go clean his house. What's 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 how's he live? What's that? How does he live? Like, is it like a big deal? Like you're like, Oh God, I have to scrub that toilet. Well, and- if he knows it's coming, it might get rough. He's just going to make it dirty just to be yeah, like, like, oh, you didn't do dishes for two weeks. Uh, cool. Thanks. You know, and yeah. also, yeah, I might have been looking at really large French made costumes. So if he does Hell fuck yeah. up, he might have He's to. He's in wear. for a treat. Oh, for him. Of for course. Him. Not for you. <laughs> I thought it was like a fun dress up. Like I was going to dress up and wear my right? maid outfit. I'm cleaning. Why are you dressed up? Oh, that would have been great. Okay. Yeah. But that yours makes more sense. Giant size 12 men's high heels. Yeah, dude. Great. Are you a 12? You're not a 12. Yeah. No, you're not. Mm, yeah. You're a size 12? Yeah. I'm a size 12. Cool. We have the same size feet. We have very different heights. Yeah. That's absurd. There, come on. How tall are you? I'm 5'7 and a quarter. Yeah, I'm 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> you got a few inches Those on Those should be different feet sizes. Well, I'm sorry. Just thought you always wore thick boots. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I guess there's nothing to say. Uh, but fair enough. Okay. So best of luck in dry January. If Thank you. If you fail... 
In addition to whatever you're doing for Brian, you have to watch La La Land and Arrival. I love it. Keep okay. the stakes piling on, man. I might a, as well. I yeah, love I, it. I want you to succeed. I'm into it. Worth. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. The first couple of days kind of sucked, but it's getting easier by the day. So yes, it's fine. Uh, it's good. It's fun. I like perspective. I like opening my mind and fucking with my brain and seeing different stuff it does. So yeah. It's been good. Speaking of Euphoria and Zendaya. Yeah, season nine or season two comes out the ninth. Didn't know about that. Oh, really? What I was going to say is that there's a point in the show where she goes sober mm-hmm. and she describes it. She says to a friend, she says, um, I, I think she says, I've been fucked up for so long that being sober is kind of like a new kind of high. Totally. Which is like some, I, I don't know. We probably drink too much, but like the, a couple days of clarity and you wake up and you're just like getting off the bench at a basketball game. You're like, let's do this Monday. This morning I woke up and I felt like I took the pills from Limitless. Yeah. Just kind of like, whoa. I know. I woke I didn't feel like garbage. Yes. Like, I feel I feel good. Trip to the bathroom went standard. Sure. Like, well, I actually think it probably didn't go standard. Standard would be rough. every other day. Yeah, yeah. it went amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel good. I didn't need yeah. as much caffeine to wake up. Yeah. Like, I'm remembering things. For the first couple of days, I was like stumbling on words. Yeah. I was just like little bit dumber just yeah duh. it's a thing but uh yeah much better now so the uh, only other bothered thing i would have is i think we talked about it i watched the matrix man and that sucked i've had this thing recently where i i'm not even fully processing how bad a bad movie is until like a few days after i've seen it which is why i gave eternals kind of a pass and mm-hmm. i kind of gave the matrix a pass i think i gave it like a four out of ten so not really a pass but just like it's bad yeah it was bad it missed everything about the matrix. Yeah. I am excited though. Uh, something that does have me, I want to watch by next week. I will have watched. Don't look up. Oh, good. Cause that's on we Netflix. We should cover now. that probably. Yeah. That's another one that's on my list. Yeah. Let's not firm commit. Cause there's stuff coming out, but it's on our radar at the very least. It'll be a flick pick. Yeah. It's the, uh, Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence sort of, um, ending of the world's kind of thing. I don't really know what it's about. I haven't seen the trailer. I won't, yeah. I won't and it's it. been compared to, uh, idiocracy type like dark oh, dark yeah, satire. satire sure so it's yeah. like a very dark comedy very just yeah glaring look at the stupidity of our world so who's not in for that mm-hmm. yeah what about you man that's about all i got that's a lot i've had more hot and more bothered than i've had in a long time that's all right i'm glad to hear it um life's just in a bit of a transitional state at the moment for me um there's talk of us moving so there's like packing up and mm-hmm. um getting that stuff in order and sort of looking ahead which is something i haven't been able to do because of the pandemic and uh, sort of looking at my future with some fresh eyes is uh, both difficult and also hopeful, I yeah. suppose. Want to do sober January on top of it? Too late. Yeah. And no, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, I thought about it for a while, but um, uh, no, no, thank you. Be fun. I'm, I'm going to drink for you. There instead. you go. It'd be fun if we as a podcast did a sober month together. It actually would be fun. We could do sober October. Bad for business. It'd be like, what if we <laughs> want a month without watching movies? Well, we could just, <laughs> we'll sip, you know, yeah, but yeah. Hmm. we just watch the trailers. Right. <laughs> we just sip a tiny bit of beer and watch one trailer and that's the fucking show. Our podcast is 15 minutes long. It's honestly, for- there's, there's probably a market for that. Like, like quick reviews of stuff. 15 minute, maybe podcast. not the trailer, but like, you know, if we watched the movie and gave like a five minute thing, we should do that for Patreon. We should watch a movie trailer and read a beer label <laughs> and don't even sip it and just judge the shit out yeah, of it. I mean, I'm sort of down. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, it absolutely would be fun. Yeah. So you're thinking about the future. You yeah, become a lawyer. I'm not going to become a lawyer, though. I do think I'd be a good one. I think you would. Uh, I like to think that I'm decent at sort of separating my emotions from logic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that because uh, people have told me I'm not fun to argue with because I'm 
uh, too straightforward and not empathetic, mm. which I think makes a great lawyer quality. Sure. But I don't want to be a lawyer. Okay. So uh, I do want to make an album. So I'm still focusing on that. I've actually plugged this on the show twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one song is still not finished. I haven't had a chance to get back in and do it. But uh, that's sort of keeping me going. Like, I gotta, I'm going to make these songs. Yeah. And for, I don't know why, you know, but yeah. I'm going to do it because it feels uh, purposeful. Shark's going to swim. Shark's got to swim, baby. Shark's got to swim. Max got to make some music. Yeah. Um, that's about it, you know. Normal, Good normal stuff. Uh, it's fun recording in the same room. It is. I missed this. I... Uh, I was not, um, the last time we did this was Luca. Was it been that long? And I want to say that, was that like last spring or summer? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It must have been episode like, oh, hey, happy episode 250, by the way. Oh, shit. That's this one. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I meant to do something more of like a retrospective. Like, our, you know, we used to do that. Like on episode 50, we did like the best moments of our first 50 and then same thing at 100 and like yeah. highlights. We just uh, need to get so popular people do that for us because that shit's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, man. And And I don't know. Yeah, uh, my sort of um, tolerance for listening to myself and like trying to find my best moments is uh, very low. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. I mean, I don't even listen to this podcast. I know, so I right? Would be terrible at it, right? I thought about just doing moments where I thought about like, here's what I thought about. Uh, I'm not. I'm never going to do it. This occurred to me months and months ago. Sometimes you'll cough on the mic and you'll say, "Excuse me," you go, <laughs> "Excuse me," and I thought about going in every episode putting in a fart sound. <laughs> so it just like you're ripping them on the air and, and my goal in addition to getting some good laughs was to see how long before you notice because i was going to see like do you actually not listen or, like is there a chance you ever pop it on and i think i would have gotten quite i was gonna be like how long can i go forever 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 and then it would have been great like if, if we just developed a massive audience like the thing just be known as the fart guy and like you wouldn't have any idea why why thousands of people thought that about you i feel like somebody would tell me eventually yeah. You'd have to like I don't know, man. There would this would be a conspiracy. You'd have to like safeguard the Instagram and talk that's to true. all of my friends that's that true. listen. Like maybe that's part of why I didn't do it. It's it's so much work, which is the point. Like I didn't do this for our two fifty episodes. This is some like, evil mastermind shit though. I think so too. It'd be pretty cool. Um but two hundred and fifty episodes, we've done it. I don't think we're doing like a throwback for the last we haven't done that in since maybe one fifty. Oh. I think we did one at on one fifty. Yeah. Which was two years ago or something. I don't know. Long time, man. I just work here. Um, that's all I got, I suppose. Yeah, that's all I got. Do we know anything we're doing next week? Not no. Yet. No. All right. Fair maybe enough. maybe don't look up. Maybe don't look up. Uh, sure. Definitely some beer. Yes. There will be a beer. And we'll drink uh, a sip of it. At least one sip. I will still be drinking on alcohol. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, that would have been a fart right there, by the way. Yep. That would have been a place to put it in. I like it. Um Okay. Uh, Let's get out of here, man. Yeah. Final notes. Um, thanks to the handlebar, obviously, for the support. We appreciate it. Our friends and family on Patreon. Um, my sister, Bailey Minardi, uh, through and what's that Bible thing? Through him and with him and in him. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. Uh, through her. No. My sister <laughs> doesn't actually translate to family super well. So never mind. Bailey, thanks for the support. The show wouldn't be what it is without your support. So thank you. Dear God. <laughs> That's Johnny Summers. <laughs> uh, that's Max Bernardi. I would like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Einstein. Love you, dude. Uh, remember, drink good beer, watch good movies, surround yourself with people that make you better, and most importantly, be good to each other. We love you. We'll see you next week. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema.